0: Video. It's the only way to get what you want to watch. When you Hello, want to watch?
1: my name is Justin DeClair. I'm here today with Mark Hanson, and you're listening to the Base Free Video Podcast. We we go through all of this week's new Blu-rays and DVDs. Hell yeah! Oh man, Mark is so excited. Yeah, yeah I'm pumped for this one. I'm not. <laughs> why are you pumped for this
0: one? I'm not sure. You know, it's just sometimes when we do it early in the morning, you get that spurt of early morning energy and. uh... You know, I'm raring to go. i raring to talk about DVDs <laughs> and Blu-rays.
1: I like how you just kind of like ran out of steam as you were saying it. You're like, yeah, you know, when, when you do it early <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Well, let's get started. And we're going to start a little bit sexy with Shogun's Joy of Torture.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's one way to put it, I guess. <laughs> this
1: is the new uh, Arrow release of a Teruo Ishii film, who's a big cult director out of Japan. This is an anthology film that... Uh, what the title says on the tin you're like you know you know how this goes
0: yeah shogun's really into torture
1: i guess yep loves it he's big smile on his face when he does it <laughs> uh
0: these things do really well for us this just looks exactly the same as the inferno of inferno of torture or was that inferno of something release that came out uh about six months and,
1: ago? and uh this is from turu Uishi, who did horror of malformed men uh, he did a bunch of Sony Chiba films. People like him. Yeah. People love him. I can't say I can get into his torture stuff, but you know, that, that's just me. No, no judgment. No judgment. Uh moving on, we have Hakider, aka Mechanical Violator Hakider. Ooh, yeah, is a favorite of mine. Now
0: this is something you like. And
1: yeah. I'm very curious to see what it looks like. This was like a DTV film in the 90s or maybe the 80s. It was shot on 35mm, so I wonder if they got the a new print to scan. What is it could? Look like? Oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, I'm
0: not sure. I took a look at the back. Doesn't seem to be much on it. Uh, it's from the nine. I think it's from '95. They credit it as. Uh, But yeah, it's. I mean, the big thing is, I guess there's both cuts of this on there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's the director's cut and the much more fun uh shortcut, which is like I think like 50 minutes long. But if I have a feeling. I would say probably the shortcut is like a standard definition. I would be very shocked if they do if they did two scans. Yeah, I,
0: I couldn't find much info about what the uh, source was here. But uh, yeah, this is a typical Media Blasters release with not much on it. Re-release but...
1: that they've been doing a million of every week these days. This movie is great. It's a science fiction film. It's essentially about the villain of one of those, like, uh, I'm not going to say it wrong, Takasatsu shows. Uh, but he's the hero. It's post-apocalyptic. He rides on a motorcycle with a shotgun. There's stop motion. There's monsters. Oh, it's great. Good
0: stuff. And this has, like, never really been available before, right? In
1: uh, North America. Media Blasters put it out. I have the DVD that they uh, put out. Because back in the day at Fan Expo, there used to be a DVD place that would sell all the, like, old Media Blasters uh, stock. Media Blasters. Media blaster stock for, like, Five bucks a disc. Ah, those were the days. <laughs> yeah,
0: gonna blow out all that old product.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, we need, we can't sell this. All this Raro video uh, releases that now go for like $70. It just They were selling it for nothing because they couldn't get rid of it. Oh, yeah.
0: Now they're collectors. Uh,
1: moving on, we have Legion of the Night, directed by Matt Jaleski. Uh, from what I hear, he's very right-wing now on, on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, according to my friend who um, – I watched this film because he had the original VHS tape, which is really rare. And now it's out on DVD with a terrible cover. Oh, boy. Yeah, it makes
0: it look like some new like VOD sci-fi movie
1: or something. Hey, what
0: is going on there? <laughs> I don't know. what. they're This company is called Film Trauma. I don't know if we've had much from them in the past or if they're a new I company. I think they're an MVD They, they are, affiliate. yeah. We get their stuff through MVD. But I've never, I don't think I've heard of this label before unless we got some stuff and I just don't remember. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess they're dipping their toes into the uh, the, sort of that SRS sort of uh, catalog kind of vibe. Yeah,
1: kind of. This one's fun because it's shot on 35mm. It's an action film. I think the problem that I had with it when I watched it is that they try to be so slick that they kind of miss like gore gags and stuff like that because film costs a lot of money so they avoid that kind of stuff right right (laughs) but you know i'm glad it's finally out on dvd and i feel like if it's going through srs it's a little company it's probably like very cheap right yeah it's
0: not too bad at all i mean it's a little more expensive than the srs disc but not by much Um and what the hell i know thank you then (laughs) come
1: on you'll pick it up anyway (laughs) no i'm not gonna pick it up actually i was looking at my reviews and i was like "Eh, i didn't like it that much (laughs) (laughs) all right so Saving up for a new camera. I need that money. Uh, our next. <laughs> Stop buying DVDs. <laughs> our next review is Only the Good Parts, a trailer compilation from that same company, Film Trauma. Yeah,
0: it's another trailer compilation, so. Okay. We're yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. DVD only on this one. Yeah, I think Film Trauma is just a DVD only company right now. But, uh, you know, looks like a good bonanza of trailers on here for you uh, trailer freaks. And I know you're out there. I know you're uh, out
1: there. Moving on, we have I Only Married a, Mo- a Monster from Outer Space. Take out that mortgage on your house because this is an imprint disc. Oh,
0: yeah. We got some imprint titles coming up here. Uh, this is one that people have been asking a lot about. I guess they got wind of it. And there's never been a Blu-ray release <laughs> They of got this. wind of it. Oh, they got wind of I it. I got it on the wind. Somehow these people, our customers are getting wind of these imprint releases now and asking us. But then, of course, as soon as we tell them the price, it's like, ooh, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been waiting for a Blu-ray release of this. And, you know, it's imprint, print, so it's a nice package, but... Are you willing to pay 50 plus dollars for I Married a Monster from Outer Space? That's the real question. No.
1: <laughs> no? Are you not? <laughs> uh, never seen it. Uh, I would like to see it. I don't want to see it. $55 worth of it. Fair enough. Well, you can always rent the DVD from
0: us and then, you know. Oh, did you guys put out the DVD? Shocking. Oh, we had the DVD for years, you know. Like oh, the, old oh, the DVD. DVD. No,
1: thank you. No, thank you. All right. So moving on, we got more imprint discs. We have – I closed the window, so I'm reopening it, which is why I'm trying to buy time. Sorry, wrong number. Cla-
0: yeah, we're in the classic section now. we got some classic film noir. This is another one that's never gotten a North American Blu-ray release, so people are definitely excited about it. This has always been an insanely popular noir for us, as most noirs are. What do, but...
1: what do people see in noirs? Why is it noirs that they always want to go to? Is because it reflects the fatalism they feel they're experiencing in their own lives?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's exactly why it is. Uh, no. Now, I don't know what it is. I think there's just there's a real like art to film noir that really resonates, you know, throughout throughout time, I think. Wouldn't you say? I
1: don't know. You're not a, film oh, noir a fan? huge film noir fan. But I'm just curious as why that's one that people will just instantly go to. As we've talked about on this podcast before.
0: Yeah. I would say film noir in terms of like old movie genres is definitely the one that resonates the most with our customers. Like we will put anything in our film noir section and it will fly out of here, whether for rental or for
1: sale. So Yeah, I'm just fascinated like what they're hoping for. Like what 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 is it like the best film noir for a customer that is buying those kind of titles? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Is it there's like a level of Escaping into a, another time or something that people really enjoy—is that what it mm, is? Yeah,
1: you know what? It's probably something like that because it's so representative of the era when it was made, and and it's dealing with tropes they can recognize
0: exactly right. And you know, there's always there's often some you know World War II themes in there with a lot of these, and, not this one or anything, but you know, people love their World War II themes, World War II noirs. Now that's big.
1: Speaking of films that are not noirs that Imprint is putting out. They're putting out Rage from 1966. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not George C. Scott's Rage. Not Nicolas Cage's Rage. No. No, this is the Rage about a man who gets bitten by a dog and has to race to the city for treatment. This is a Mexican film, too.
0: Yeah, this is a real... i never heard of this one, but I'm really uh, intrigued by the premise
1: here. I was <laughs> like, oh, this sounds great. I should pick it up. Oh, i right
0: <laughs> Yeah, fork out those dollars. Um, this is a great premise, though. I mean, I love the whole like getting bit by a rabid dog thing and like trying to figure out how to stay alive, uh, I think that that's fun, you know. Wandering through the desert, I can get behind that. Have you
1: ever heard about the Barons? The uh, Darren Lynn Bousman? man gets bitten by a rabid dog, goes to the like forests in New Jersey, and he gets stalked by the New Jersey Devil. Oh man, double whammy! <laughs> and the New Jersey Devil is like a big practical creature that can't move. Oh,
0: beautiful! <laughs> wow. That day just went from bad to worse. Well, in rage, I felt
1: I, that if you get like bitten by a rabid dog, you're pretty much done for. Isn't that I how it think works? So yeah, but I'm
0: I'm assuming he maybe you know in rage he survives at the end. Maybe not. Maybe it's nihilistic and he doesn't survive. I'm, maybe I'm not sure. he
1: gets rage powers. Maybe it was one of those.
0: Nuclear rabid dogs. Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see where this movie goes. Have you Uh, ever been bitten by
1: a dog and have to get Get shots.
0: No, I never have I've had dogs come close to biting me before um, For some reason, (laughs) but um, I've never actually been bitten. I was
1: once uh, just walking with a friend Like I was a really small kid and a dog just ran out of a house and bit me and my babysitter at the time was like Oh, walk it off walk it off. And when my mom got home, she was furious She, like, marched us to go not only see our babysitter, but the person uh, that the dog ran out of their house to be like, what the hell is going on? Like, like, because I wasn't even close to the dog. I was not teasing the dog or anything. We were just walking by. Yeah, sometimes
0: dogs freak out like that, though. And I, like, I had that happen to me a couple months ago where I was walking by some lady and her dog and wasn't doing anything. And all of a sudden the dog just, like lunged out of, like, her own, their owner's grip and just, like, came right up into my face to the point where I thought it was actually gonna bite me and it didn't, but, yeah, I don't know, uh, what's the deal, dogs? No, I
1: mean, I don't have a problem with dogs. Dogs are the best. You know what? Humans are bad, so as long as dogs don't have rabies, they can bite people. <laughs> That's, that's the
0: Bay Street so video. Thing, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's like trauma from a bad human. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Bay Street video endorsement of dogs biting uh, When I got bit by that dog, I was probably a little shit. I probably deserved oh, it. Totally. You know, most of the time I feel like it's probably just.
1: Moving on, we've got Mandabi being released by Criterion.
0: This is uh, f- f- Classic film from uh, I'm going to mangle his name. Usmane. Oh right, the guy who did Black uh, Sen- Girl. Senegalese director. Yep, uh, director who did Black Girl, Mulade, um, a bunch of other acclaimed films. This one has been you know another one of his movies that's been crying out for a Blu-ray release since I guess I think you know one of those first generation like Fox Lorber kind of companies initially put it out. But, um, yeah, I've never seen this one. I need to get into uh, this guy's work more because it always looks really fascinating. But this one's been really popular, too. This, he's definitely building more of a fan base in his you know, posthumous. But
1: remember, movie. if Mark says he's going to watch the guy's person's movie. I never will. <laughs> it's all wise. <lies. laughs> and like
0: anyone, it's easier to just, you know, pick the easy movie. Or just watch reality TV, you know. <laughs> you know and that's the you know that's the problem with the pandemic i find is that you know you'd think it would give you a lot of time to watch movies like this and yet you're like never in the mind uh, in like the mind frame to watch movies like this this is how
1: you do it mark you start a podcast where you're forced to watch
0: these movies no honestly i that's the one like great thing i like about doing this podcast with you is like it actually forces me to like start watching some stuff that i might otherwise like (laughs) and
1: all we pick is garbage
0: Well, you know, everyone, I try and pick at least one, like, decent film every week to, like, either catch up with or, like, revisit. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. So not even, like, uh, blind buyish, but,
0: like. That's the thing. If there's something coming out on this list that I've always wanted to see and is, like, a really serious, challenging movie, I'm going to give it a
1: go. So you definitely watch the next movie, Smooth Talk, starring Laura Dern and Tree Williams, but right? I didn't, I didn't do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, having said that, I haven't seen any of the movies on this week's list.
1: <laughs> I am very intrigued. It's directed by Joyce Chopra, someone I'm not very familiar with great cover art on the criterion or i guess the original cover art of just like tree within the lower dirt looking all sexy and painted this
0: is a strange release
1: for criterion
0: only because uh olive films put this out on blu-ray well they're dancing
1: on olive films (laughs) gray i know what's going on
0: here because it wasn't even that long ago it was only like a few years back um and now but you know as olive does they usually don't include anything so now they've kind of criterions put this out in a nice package finally but um yeah, this one looks really interesting. One of Laura Dern's early performances based on a Joyce Carol Oates novel. Uh, I am intrigued. I want to So we out. also
1: have Chop Shop from Criterion, a 2007 film about a young uh, and tough and ambitious Latino street orphan living in a sprawling junkyard on the outskirts of yeah, Queens, New York. Yeah, it is
0: uh, Ra- Raman Barani week at Criterion this week because they were also putting out Man Push Cart um yeah, yeah that's the I'd next lo- one i haven't seen any of his movies oh really i love robin barani especially these two films he is he's really great he's obviously making kind of bigger hollywood films now he's got a netflix film out right now called the white tiger Boom, yeah he sold out. i don't really care yeah i haven't kept up with his last few but his early stuff is amazing he was a protege of Werner herzog actually and you can definitely feel that sort of documentary realism even wait wait wait, wait
1: wait wait when they say like they're a protege of Her- Werner herzog does that mean that they spent like that ten thousand dollars to go to his weekend film I school? I think so.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I would have loved to go to that film school. Yeah, you, and you got ten I feel like grand. It would have been so much fun. I do not. I do not. Which is why I never went. But uh, I think he went. I mean either he went or Werner Herzog and he does. gets to be called the protege
1: just no, based well, on Werner that.
0: Herzog has definitely worked with him I think he worked shooting some stuff for Herzog or some documentary stuff there there was some sort of working relationship there and then Werner Herzog's been really vocal about his support of Raman Barani's films but yeah you can definitely tell
1: because they he is still paying me yeah I know right <laughs> my Werner Herzog is very Peter Lorish Lorish
0: <laughs> I know I like it I like everybody has their own Herzog right just like everybody has their own short
1: Herzog I definitely feel it's an Andy Kaufman like bit that he drops when the cameras aren't rolling oh yeah <laughs> and then he's like oh finally I can go back to
0: my regular voice my current dream is to do, is to try and get an interview with Werner Herzog where I just ask him about reality TV shows. That's I, my...
1: The thing about, I was going to say that, like, if you interview Werner Herzog, you're going to get the same answers he always gives. He's like a machine. You no, know, I'm
0: fine with that. Just to hear his beautiful voice wash over me. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> and he'll be like, have you seen my, have you seen, again, Peter Lorre, have you seen my last films or Beetle? <laughs> Beetle <Laurie. laughs> have you seen my last films mark uh, i have
0: you know his did you like them i have <laughs> I, you're I a do. liar <laughs> i'm not lying i i will say that his uh, family romance llc one of his more recent films for this year was one of my favorites of this past year
1: right that did come out i
0: remember most people yeah, not which liking I it a lot of people hated yeah <laughs> i found it really fascinating uh, but...
1: oh but mark yes that movie's fine but what about my true passion, Salt and Fire, and Queen of the Desert. Well,
0: I'll admit I have not seen Queen of the Desert. Uh, yeah, I know. It just, that one never really interested me.
1: Oh, okay, okay. It's okay, Mark. How about Salt and Fire? You love that I one, did, right? I
0: saw Salt and Fire at TIFF with Mr. Herzog. And you loved it, right? And I appreciated it i'll say how
1: dare you <laughs> <laughs> this interview is over and no. i was gonna talk so much about uh about the fire <laughs> wife of Be- beverly hills no
0: Berner, i love <laughs> it i love salt and fire i'm sorry um you know what i don't mind salt and fire it was okay i was uh, uh it's all i kind of remember from that screening though is sitting next to a guy who was like a huge super fan of like some physicist guy that was in that movie i'm like blanking on what his name was it was some like rock star physicist kind of theoretical dude in this movie uh it is lawrence krauss do you know that name i don't know Anyway, yeah. well, I didn't know him either until this guy spent, like, the ten minutes before the movie started telling me all about how amazing this guy was.
1: So, so moving on, we have Travels in the Congo, a.k.a. Voyage in the Congo, from Icarus.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting, like, early documentary project uh, that's got, I mean, they compare it to, like, Nanook of the North. Because I think they made it before Nanook of the North and used similar kind of work. Yeah,
1: It's a silent film from 1927.
0: Yeah, um, and it's basically just a f- couple, I believe, French characters. Uh, French scientists, I believe, uh, who go to the Congo and film it. And again, it's that kind of mix of like some of it staged. And wh- yeah. uh, what's this? Yeah, right.
1: Gorillas. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah, it's mostly just kind of like a curiosity piece for people who are into like really early silent uh, documentary techniques. Um, yeah, but this is a nice find for Icarus to put out.
1: So moving on, we have six in Paris and it's one of those anthology films that people love so much that uh, they were making in the 60s. This one has such luminaries as Claude Chabrol, Jean Duchette, Jean de Godard, Eric Rohmer, Jean Rouche. they are all making little shorts that are yeah, probably not yeah, that I good.
0: People seem to like this. I've never gotten around to this one, but I've oh been no, Icarus put it out. They did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, whoa—you got beef with Icarus? I like
1: Icarus. Uh, aren't they pretty expensive too?
0: Yeah, they're a little expensive, <laughs> and it's for D for DVD only. Sorry,
1: all these companies that start with I—I'm like, oh no. No, you're
0: correct. Icarus is a little a little pricey, and they only or they don't always only do DVDs, but they only did a DVD for this one. And unfortunately, they took off all the special features that were on the previous, uh, I think it was like Fox Lorber or something release. Um, so that's a shame. But it is re- restored. But it's
1: only on DVD. <laughs>
0: well, you know, it, it, I will say I put in the old disc versus the new disc. It looks a lot better than the old disc for a movie that was shot on like I think 16 so. millimeters.
1: Uh, but why not do special features? Why not have contacts on all of those great, filmmakers? Great question. I don't know. The, the initial disc had
0: interviews with, um, oh, could Barbette Schroeder they had an interview with, who I believe. Probably worked on
1: one of them, yeah. Richard Brody, the man who loves what people hate. Of course Richard Brody's on
0: there. But they took all those off for the Icarus release, so I'm guessing they just couldn't. Well, they didn't
1: get the rights to it, probably. It was a different imprint that did it, yeah. I guess.
0: It's too bad they couldn't find new thing, new interviews, but I guess a lot of these guys... Are- dead and, you know, I don't know. I don't know who they... Would Jean-Luc Godard talk about this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jean-Luc Godard is the only one that keeps on trucking in spite just keeping him alive. So, moving on, we have Port of Freedom, and this is for all you Nazi heads who love to watch films done under World War Two occupation. Uh, which is a
0: lot of people. I mean, it is a fascinating period of cinema. I mean uh yeah very interesting if you haven't seen the documentary hitler's hollywood i highly recommend people check that out Uh, it goes through that whole filmmaking regime under the third reich um But yeah, this is one I'd never really heard of before. And I don't think got much of a release now before.
1: Probably for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, they put out a lot
0: of these on DVD back in the day, but I don't think this one ever made
1: it. Yeah. This is probably part of whatever deal they struck with the company. They're doing so many German films. A lot of them pre-World War II. Like they did Maidens in Uniform. So we also have, uh, you know what? I want to check out Port of Freedom too because it looks very like uh, dance. Uh, uh, It looks very kind of like visually lush. Like a lot of the films were around that time.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It looks like it has a really cool also, uh, vibe Also, probably a
1: little bit anti-Semitic.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not the cool vibe, yeah. Taking away any of the content of it. So we
1: also have Hard to Hold, which um, is a film that stars Rick Springfield. <laughs>
0: I know. Moving from one uh, end of the cinematic spectrum to another, uh, Rick Springfield, are you a fan? I don't really care. Uh, Rick,
1: Spring- Rick Springfield? You're like, I don't care. I'm a super fan. I'm a super fan.
0: Don't tell me you don't like Rick Springfield. What
1: songs does Rick Springfield sing? Uh,
0: you know, I looked him up the other day because I had that same thought. I'm like, I obviously know who he is, but what did he sing? And now I'm forgetting what his oh jesse's girl that's his big one
1: oh okay
0: jesse jesse's girl girl.
1: (laughs) 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 i mean his album working class dog has a dog in like a suit and tie (gasps) is it spuds mckenzie
0: or a relativist but uh, oh, maybe <laughs> so yeah this was their attempt to make Rick Springfield a movie star the original poster is hilarious of this and yeah it's just like and the, they've kept the poster for the cover of the Kino release where it's just some lady like l- like basically sucking on Rick Springfield's like <laughs> neck chest area which I is mean
1: good. this movie's directed by Larry Pierce who did the amazing The Incident have you ever seen that one I don't think I have actually where it's like a bunch of movies. Uh, muggers take a whole like new york train uh like cart hostage one night uh, okay and it's just like a like drama of like who's gonna do what and it just rolls through the night ah very good probably cooler than this one <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that film ever got a north american release i know it got a european one like on blu-ray but i don't know what's uh why it never came out in the good old north america you oh, you
0: got another project to get yeah on.
1: there you go we also have the all-nighter Which, surprisingly, not a Scorpion release, because this is a kind of sexy comedy, I guess, which was... Michelle Pfeiffer and Joanne Cusack? Yeah, is
0: Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie? I didn't realize that. Oh, no, it's Dee Dee Pfeiffer.
1: <laughs> Dee Dee Pfeiffer, the less successful. Because I have here uh, Hoffs, Pfeiffer, Cusack. So maybe they're trying to fool us. I think
0: the reason this is being put out by Keanu, I think this ties in with Heart to Hole, because this also stars another music star of the 80s, Susanna Hoffs of the Bangles. I'm trying to make her a movie star. Directed by another Hoffs, and I think they're related. Her sister? yeah i think maybe it is her sister or... i mean mark
1: this is the perfect movie for today you know why because it's just another man oh. <laughs> <It is. laughs> uh,
0: uh. um, so yeah <laughs> for all you Bengals fans out there
1: and you know if you're if you love music you got to check out the next movie we're going to talk about it's another showboat i wish it was called another showboat another showboat right <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just 1951 Showboat, directed by George oh, the Sidney. The boat of them all. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, I got nothing about this. Like, you a Showboat fan or you a Showboat uh, not fan? It's been a big year for Showboat
0: people, I guess. With Criterion Showboat release last year, and now Warner Archives Showboat release. Is there another Showboat out no, there? No,
1: there is not. Oh, wait. I, I have a Boop, 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 Warner Archives update. Remember I've been complaining they don't do special features? Sometimes they do, because uh, we talked about it. When we did the Hammer uh, Curse of Frankenstein, I think I made fun of it at the time, but it was a two-disc Blu-ray set with tons of new special features. Yeah.
0: No, it was a rarity for them. Usually, you're right, they don't do much at all, but every once in a while, they do a two-disc set. Uh, I think they did it with uh, Reflections and a Golden Eye, too, back when we did that for a blind Yeah, but
1: there was no special features on it. It was just two different versions of the movie. Which is weird, because on uh, the Curse of Frankenstein set, they did what... I always tell them to do, which is just someone talking for 20 minutes about a particular subject. So you don't even need, like, the actor or, like, any filmmakers. You just need context to it. And that's what those special features were.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Curse of Frankenstein is definitely one of their best-selling titles that we've had in here. So they should definitely do more special
1: features. Well, I know that their uh, documentary, Bugs Bunny Superstar, had commentary by the director on it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which is very odd for a Warner Archives release. Anyway... Moving on, we got My Dream Is Yours, another musical, Doris Day. Who doesn't love Doris Day? Sure, she, she's, she's cool, I guess. <laughs> Mark, I guess you. <laughs> I mean, this is one that um, Martin Scorsese said really inspired New York, New York. And it's a Michael Curtiz joint as well. Not necessarily a sign of quality. He made a lot of movies. He was a real journeyman. Yeah, it's musical week here at Warner Archive. <laughs> and speaking of Doris Day, hey, how about a second Doris Day film? Uh, in On Moonlight Bay. This one's on a boat. <laughs> That's all I got for you. <laughs> oh, well, I don't think Showboat. Does Showboat take place on a boat?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Is Showboat not actually a boat? I have no uh, idea. It's what is about,
1: Showboat? Uh, it, no, it's a movie about a boat sail. And they're like, look at all these boats. Let me show you all these boats. It's showboat. (laughs) All right. And finally, we have Pump Up the Volume. The classic Christian Slater has a pirate radio station film. And it's this week's... Blind by! Blind by! Boo, woo, boo, woo, woo woo Goes hand-in-hand <laughs> goes
0: hand with all these musicals that Warner Archive was I out.
1: am very surprised you had never seen Pump yeah, Up the Volume. this is
0: crazy to me that I never saw this. Obviously, I was very well aware of this movie growing up. I've always loved Christian Slater for some weird reason. I I like Alan Moyle. You know, I liked Empire this is, Records. This
1: is the Christian Slater film. He's riding high off of his heathers maybe
0: it's because i never really liked heathers that much and maybe i don't know that stopped me from going to pump up the volume but i watched so much christian slater trash that he's done since then that i'm surprised but did
1: you like like old like weathered Alone in the Dark Mindhunter's Christian Slater? Is that your favorite? That's that's my favorite period of Christian
0: Slater. <laughs> I love Alone in the Dark. That's probably my favorite U.A. Bold movie, actually. love Alone in the Dark? That film is so bad. Alone in the Dark is so funny. I think that's my favorite U.A. Bold movie, actually. It's just so ridiculous. I have to think
1: about it. I really like Blood Rain because he had like money on that one and it has like drunken Michael Maston, drunken Gina Carano, drunken Ben Kingsley, drunken Billy Zane. Everybody's drunk. I mean,
0: I think I like In the Name of the King a little more than Blood oh, Rain. Oh, In the talking... Name of the
1: King is wild. That Burt Reynolds speech when he dies.
0: <laughs> so good. Matthew Lillard alone in In the Name of the King is worth the price of admission. His line readings are hilarious. I think he has one where he's like, I am your king. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Alone in the dark. I quite enjoy. And I've always liked Christian Slater. So for some reason I, yeah, I'd never seen this. I think I'd seen a lot of this on TV growing up. Oh,
1: me too. I had seen so many things. I remember the uh, FCC, like, uh, driving around in a in a van trying to take him down. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Um, and you know what? Uh, so I've been waiting to see this for a while. I was worried it was going to be a little lame, you know, kind of dated, and it kind of is. Uh, but I still had a lot of fun. But with isn't this.
1: it about just running your own podcast? It kind of is,
0: you know, and like. Well, first of all, you haven't seen this movie. And was there was there a reason you haven't seen this movie? Uh,
1: I felt like I had kind of seen it because I vaguely remember the TBS screenings. Right. That's
0: the thing. I feel like maybe we both saw it. Maybe combined, you know, the parts we saw on TV, we both saw the entire thing. Yeah, together. probably.
1: If we just talked about it through. And I don't know. It's just not something that I was like, I need to see it. Even though I love the idea of someone doing like something kind of illegal to uh, spread uh, you know, their message. That sounds like I want like a like a militant group to start. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I mean like artistically. Like I like that idea of like pirate radio stations and stuff like that, which supposedly was not a big deal in America, but was a big deal in Europe, especially the UK. Yeah,
0: totally. This was kind of like a different sort of thing to to explore for North American audiences, right? And
1: it is directed by Canada's own Alan Moyle.
0: Alan Moyle, yeah. He's always he's had a fascinating career, right? I mean he started in Canada briefly but then kind of just went right to the US Oh, yeah, the movie light. The
1: Rubber Gun, which has never gotten a DVD release, and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then Times Square, which I know people don't really like, but people I think people have come around to Oh, really? To.
1: I really like Times Square. I thought people liked that movie.
0: Yeah, well, it's, like, super out of print now, too. That's, like, begging out for some sort of re-release. Uh, but then, of course, he's probably best known for, like, his, like, Gen X-defining...
1: Empire Records. Yeah,
0: Empire Records felt more dated to me because I rewatched that again several years ago and that wasn't as great as I remember it from my earlier years. This one here, uh, I had a lot of fun with this though, I have to say. I, I think it is very like... Dated in a kind of Gen X problems way, in that like everything that Christian Slater is railing about is kind of quaint now, considering how like much worse things have gotten since the early nineteen nineties. Your parents don't understand you, man. White suburban rage a little bit, Um, which I can definitely relate to because I grew up in white suburbia and I grew up with these kind of movies. It's not
1: like you don't know where you're going to be able to get food or stuff like that, or here how you uh, economically, you know, form a union yeah
0: exactly right there's no real like if you're we're gonna be serious there's no real issues here compared to where we are now i
1: mean but it doesn't matter because some people still uh they may kill themselves or hurt themselves and yeah
0: there are some things that are that they do hit on that are worth talking about yeah like teen suicide and things like that um and i do i think i just really identify with the sort of anarchist spirit of like yeah like Fuck parents, fuck teachers, like fuck everything. Like the anti-authority kind of thing just really still kind of resonates with me. So even though it was Yeah, because they suck. They suck. And I don't know. Christian Slater is just cool. I mean he's kind of like a dork but just the fact that he runs this pirate radio station and nobody can figure out where it is. I love all the different tricks that he has to like mask the location. Like you keep thinking – they keep setting it up like he's going to get caught like a number of times throughout it. And then, nope, it's just, like, a trick. He's, like, basically tricked the authorities to think it's somewhere else or whatever. Um, He's just, like... He's just like a cool, you know, cool teenager running his own pirate radio station. So,
1: how would you rate his performance on the Jack Nicholson scale?
0: Uh, he's he's pretty Jack-like in this. I mean, he's always Jack-like, right? I feel like every line, everything he ever says, sounds like Jack Nicholson. Uh, and this is just all him talking to. So, I mean, and a lot of him making like masturbatory sounds because his whole like persona for this radio station is as uh, some like greasy, uh, sex addict maniac, um. I don't know if you got to have a high tolerance for Christian Slater's voice.
1: <laughs> Who doesn't? I know that you listen
0: to it when you go to sleep. I do. I do. So I don't know. This movie, it just, you know, it kind of maybe it's just nostalgia, but it just definitely hit a chord with me. And even though I can realize that it's kind of like not as its themes aren't as urgent maybe anymore. And it's maybe like it is a little silly and ridiculous. I still think there's a lot here that to have fun with and Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. If you yeah, if you're into that like anti-authority kind of thing and who isn't, right? Because you're kind of lame if you aren't. Then yeah, authority sucks, authority man. Authority sucks. Then I think you'll have some fun with this. And there's a gr- and also we should mention there's a bang and soundtrack to this. All the uh oh, bunch yeah. of great tunes. Um a lot of great, you know, like grungy or like to like rock songs like pre-grunge kind of rock like pixies in there but there's also a lot of like earlier hip-hop in there too which was nice to see it's just got a really like kind of diverse and cool soundtrack so
1: it's two thumbs up for Pop up the volume
0: oh two thumbs up yeah no big 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 fan yeah I, I really like this the more i think about it and also in other christian slater news and as a quick aside we have another gem from the i guess golden era of christian slater movies hitting our wall, but it's not necessarily a new release, so I didn't really put it on the list, but you remember Gleaming the Cube? Uh,
1: I only know about it, ironically, in my video store days. Okay,
0: well, you know, the year before Pump Up the Volume, I think it was in between Heathers and Pump Up the Volume, or it was like, right in there. Christian Slater played a, uh, cool skateboarder dude in Gleaming the Cube, <laughs> which is about a skateboarding crew that uh, gets involved in there's like, uh, basically Christian Slater's adopted brother is killed by, like, mobsters, like Vietnamese mobsters, and he has to go figure it out. Uh, hilariously stupid movie. Oh,
1: so Christian Slater is playing Mark Wahlberg in this basically,
0: movie. Basically, basically. Uh, hilariously stupid movie uh, that's been out of print forever, but we just imported a, uh, an Australian DVD of it that people have been going wild about because people really like this movie, apparently, just as much as Pump Up the Volume, I guess. Uh, but the notable thing about this movie is it's got real skateboarders like Tony Hawk and people like that because i don't really know real skateboarders aside from tony hawk <laughs> you're like tony hawk, tony hawk and, and miscellaneous and others. yeah i just know tony hawk's pro skater all right, all right so pick up gleaming the cube now
1: at bay street video
0: so yeah you can do a christian slater double bill this weekend if so you want. uh moving on to new stuff all right i shall take it away don't have as much stuff this week but we'll start off with The Croods, A New Age. <laughs> yeah, they're Didn't back. Did we just talk about The Crudes recently? Yeah, we did. Um, but it's A New Age, Mark. A New Age. It's hard for me because you you know I love Nicolas Cage and I try and see everything that Nicolas Cage ever you know appears in. You're not going to watch this. I still haven't seen this one yet. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get around to this. Um, I'm not going to watch this. I mean, if you listen to our episode where we discussed the first crudes for our blind buy, I wasn't really a big fan of that. And this kind of just looks like more of the same, but... The <laughs> I don't know. People really like this series. I guess it's great for families or whatever. Uh, otherwise, we've got the Last Vermeer, which is the perfect kind of you know bougie World War II <laughs> leading art movie for older crowds. I think it stars Guy Pearce and Clay's Bang, who's from um, The Square and The Burnt Orange Heresy. Uh, and this is about an artist suspecting of selling a valuable painting to the Nazis, but there's more to the story. No than more PCI. World War II movies. I we've don't had know. enough. Kind of got middling reviews, but you know older older audiences definitely like this kind of stuff so yeah otherwise for you know hipper cooler stuff we've got silk road which is about the infamous dark web sites do you know much about silk road Uh, yeah
1: the dark web where you can uh trade uh bitcoins for drugs and assassinations right yeah so it's about the guy yeah
0: so this movie is like a biopic about the guy who started that up and then the you know and then he's like uh, chased after by a dea isn't agent. it like a
1: real cheapo
0: biopic uh, that's what i hear i mean jason clark's in this but he's like the biggest name oh yeah what not of quality jason <laughs> yeah, exactly, clark right um, otherwise, yeah, I don't really know the director. Yeah, I think this is pretty. This is like a low tier sort of Lionsgate release. So, oh yeah,
1: he made like a Night Stalker movie. He's one of those guys who like somehow he's directing like westerns right? that yeah, you never th- see. This
0: one in particular got like mixed reviews. So I don't know. He
1: directed a western that starred Lizzie Kaplan. Really, which one is that? The know. Last Rights of Ransom Pride. It came out in 2010. It starred Dwight yokum wow. Lizzie Kaplan. Scott Speedman Chris Christopherson Jason Priestley Peter Dinklage and I kid you not last credited role as Vagabond number one Mark Hansen (laughs) no way are you kidding me? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, my acting career started and ended with the, the last rites of Ransom. Whoa!
1: The actor Mark Hansen kind of looks like Nick Cage. Yo, look at my
0: photo. Oh, wow. I do look like Nick Cage, eh? <laughs> All right. For anybody listening to this, you look up Mark Hansen on IMDb. Isn't it wild? And it's the first Mark Hansen. I, I think I have an IMDb profile, but I'm probably number like 8,000 or something. But like the first Mark Hansen is wow, uh, an actor who looks exactly like, I guess he kind of looks more like Nicolas Cage's son. Yeah, you know?
1: kind of. He like left, uh, Nick Cage left in the sun too long. He's like, oh, there's another photo here that makes him
0: kind of look like Chad Kroger from Nickelback. You know,
1: like Nick Cage is like, what is it, not stunt double, but uh, stand-in on Con Air? Stand-in, yeah. <laughs> Right? Wow. Anyways. Look at these roles, though. Don't you wish you had these roles? Universal Soldier, The Underneath, Man of the House, Necessary Roughness. No, this guy has got a career. Wow. And look at the last credit. Bailey, A Night in Cowtown. It's about a cowboy dog.
0: Well, uh. Uh, clearly, I have a doppelganger out there who's got a very lucrative acting career. Who's living the dream? He's living the dream. It's vagabond number one in this uh, in this western. <laughs> oh, my God, this movie's got a crazy cast though. That uh, uh, how? I'd never heard of it. Like it just. Anyways, yeah. Even though I was in it, I've never heard of it. But um... <laughs> yeah. He stole your power. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we've got Tomato Red Blood Money, which is a Canadian. Yeah, I know that's a that's a title for you. Uh, it's a Canadian thriller uh, starring Julia Garner, who uh, is really big right now because she was in The Assistant and she's on tv shows like ozark and dirty john great actress, really like her and Uh, uh, i see here
1: this is an older film from 2017 that someone's trying to slap a new cover on and trick people
0: say that yeah they're kind of marketing it like this is a new film but no this is from like three four years ago um and made in canada yeah made in bc they want that
1: julia garner bump for the assistant they do they do
0: you know as the golden globes are hitting i love how it was
1: just called tomato red but they're like what can we do Uh, Let's rename it Blood Money. Make it sound like a sequel to Tomato Red. Yeah,
0: strange, strange title there. But all right, sure. Uh, Next up, we've got The Wanting Mare, which is probably most notoriously known for having Shane Caruthon as a producer before the uh, recent allegations about him came out. And then he was booted off. So his name is... Nowhere to be found on this, even though apparently he shepherded this production a lot, because it definitely has his kind of vibe. So it's an indie movie made by a special effects artist who has worked on things like, I think he worked on uh, the upcoming Green Knights and Ben Zeitlin's Wendy and some stuff. So he's a fairly accomplished visual arts uh, guy, He's or visual effects guy. Now he's made his own movie, which is kind of like a fantasy drama about... It's like a triptych of stories about women in some future world, and they kind of share this dream. And uh, I don't know. I saw this movie, and it, it definitely looks cool. It but definitely left it you. Definitely wanting. Wanting more. <laughs> uh, it did. I really couldn't get into the story of this at all. It's re- it takes itself way too seriously. The acting is not great. And I don't know, I just don't, maybe it just all went over my head, but I didn't really know what this movie was going for at all. It just kind of seemed like a calling card film for this guy to show off his special effects prowess. <sighs> so no, thank you. wasn't uh, wasn't for me. But uh, uh, otherwise, we've got some documentaries, uh, Collective, which is probably one of the most acclaimed documentaries of this year. It's the um, Romanian Health Scandal uh, documentary, where you follow a bunch of journalists who are uncovering it, probably be up for a bunch of Oscars and such this year. So check that out. We've also got Mayor, which is about uh, the mayor of—hold on a sec, because I can't remember. Uh, It's about Musa Hadid, who's the mayor of the Palestinian city of Ramallah, and he—it basically follows him as he's trying to lead the city into the future against all odds— We've got Softy, which is about uh, political activist Boniface Softy Mwangi. I'm probably mangling that name. Who is? What this isn't about a soft serve ice cream store. No, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, No, it's another political documentary about um, Kenya's most provocative photojournalist who runs. Who decides he wants to run for office? to make the country better um so yeah we got some cool uh, political urgent political kind of documentaries out this week and then we've also got you never had it an evening with Bukowski," which is exactly what it sounds like an evening with charles Bukowski. i guess it's like an hour long interview type thing with him that's been fashioned into a movie and then we've got more documentary stuff we got robert kirkman's secret history of comic books which is a documentary series i believe that amc put out Uh, I don't know if you saw any of this. Uh, No, I I won't watch this. Yeah, okay. There you you go. Uh, And then, you know, keeping with the animated theme, we've got Scooby-Doo, the sword and the scoob, which I know you've seen. Who
1: is this movie for? Like, I do not understand. So, yeah, they keep cranking out, like,
0: new Scooby-Doo movies. Wouldn't I mean, you want
1: to rip off, like, like stuff that's popular, though? Like, a Sword in the Stone Scooby-Doo film? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, they just... Somebody
0: just thought of the title The Sword in the Scoob, and they just ran with it. Yeah, that's, they're like, we're making that's it. That's all this is. <laughs> but you know what? These things still sell a little bit for us. Like, we have some fans that really like buying these Scooby-Doo movies. And, yeah, hey, Matthew Lillard still doing the voice of Shaggy. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, he
1: said he's going to do it until his great. <laughs> he's going to do it until so. his
0: great. Why not? You know, I, I love He needs it. to pay for his cottages. <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, and then we've got uh, a couple foreign films coming up. We've got The Goddess of Fortune, which is an Italian uh, LGBT-oriented film from director uh, Farzan o- Ospetic. Wow, this is – I'm definitely mangling names all over the place today. Uh, but he's most known for uh, making Loose Cannons, which was a pretty pod-
1: Loose Cannons? The John Candy, Dave Aykroyd classic? No, not that one, unfortunately. <laughs> the podcast hosted by Justin DeClue and Matthew Kumar going through the filmography of canon films? You know, you, you have that Italian connection with
0: that podcast,
1: right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, And then we've got um, 10 Days with
0: Dad, which I'm sure you'll want to see. This is a uh, mainstream French comedy, which is actually a remake of an Argentinian comedy, I believe, where it's basically about, you know, some guy who's like a CEO of a company, his wife leaves for – holiday and he has to manage their four or five kids or whatever by himself and because
1: he's you know a man and a big ceo he
0: has has no idea how to deal with kids apparently so
1: does it star the rock and or john cena if not i'm not interested
0: i'm sure the american remake with the rock and or john cena is coming soon so there's not
1: there's no hook he's not like a tooth fairy or a fireman or a like assassin just an
0: incompetent father that's it (laughs) that's all it is And then let's round things out with a couple of horror titles here. We've got Centigrade, which uh, basically is just about a couple who are, I guess, on a road trip somewhere, somewhere in a in the snowy terrain, and they get. Their car gets trapped, and they get snowed under, and they basically get trapped in their car, like oh, under. Oh my
1: god! I would rather the one where the people get trapped in the pool. Thank you very much. When the cover goes uh, over, know, them. I've
0: never seen that movie. I gotta, I gotta get on that. Oh, um, this as
1: we said before, this is being a newer movie being released by Shout Factory, which is the yes, kiss of death.
0: Shout Factory, so it could be the kiss of death. So, I don't know, mildly intrigued by this premise, but I feel like it's just going to be a lot of boredom where you uh, This
1: is what's going to happen. They're going to go, ooh, it's cold, and then they'll die. And then
0: to close things off, we've got what everybody's been waiting for, a new Wrong Turn movie, a reboot of the Wrong Turn so, series. So, I'm going
1: to be honest here. I've only ever seen Wrong Turn 2, directed by my man Joe Lynch, never saw the first one and obviously I've had no interest in seeing the other ones because everybody says they're terrible. Five or six of
0: them initially, I think. And this is a reboot. Uh, so, yeah, that, I don't think this has like is a sequel to the original ones. I think this is just like a brand new thing. that's just taking the same concept. I've only seen the first two wrong turns. I really love the original wrong turn. Actually, I remember seeing it in theaters when I was a kid and it scaring the crap out of me. And then I watched it again like in my 20s and it actually held up surprisingly well. It's a pretty solid like backwoods kind of slasher type thing. Uh, the second one, I honestly never really cared that much for. I know, I know you like Joe Lynch, but I don't know. I never, never really got into the whoa, sequels. Whoa. And... Uh, yeah,
1: I like Joe Lynch a person. I like parts of Wrong Turn, Two. And yeah, he made other movies. I know people
0: really like the Wrong Turn franchise, though. Like the original sequels. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of fans. Is of this him.
1: like... Some weird like Leprechaun slash Children of the Corn thing that they just like continue making them because it's an IP that people recognize. It must
0: be because like I because I was planning on potentially watching all of them, but then I watched the second one. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm about done here. Like I, I don't think there's I mean any that's there the where, best out of all I don't of them. Think there's so. anywhere else to go with this? So yeah, I don't know. I personally, I just recommend the first one, but you know. Uh, So with this, I guess it's like it hasn't even been 20 years since the first one and they're rebooting this. So I don't know. I mean, it's intriguing that Matthew Modine is in this. No, it's not. Uh, This one's directed
1: by Mike Nelson. (laughs) What? (laughs) The star of Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yeah,
0: I know. Mike P. Nelson.
1: Uh... (laughs) Yeah, he's a guy. It seems he made a movie called The Domestics. A uh, post-apocalyptic film and something called Summer School. Yeah, I
0: remember when The Domestics came out. It didn't really look all that interesting. But,
1: um, I don't know. No, he's got a job.
0: Made. So maybe they'll make a whole new series of wrong turns.
1: Well, the guy who made the sequels, like, could not stop making wrong turn <laughs> Yeah, films. no,
0: he was obsessed. And we definitely had customers here who were, like, into that series for a while. But, um... I don't know. No, I don't know if
1: anybody really talks or cares about it anymore. Like, what is it about the Wrong Turn series that people like? I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm not even necessarily into the whole like backwoods can't. In no, red, that's
1: not something like, I like very red much. Red
0: cannibal thing. That's not usually like something I'd go for. But for some reason, the first one just really works well for me. Maybe because they just it just is has a really good like stock and slash kind of vibe to it, and it's got great kills in it too. But. um... Yeah, otherwise, I don't know. Yeah, when I saw the second one, I was like, yeah, this is kind of just why I don't really care about these movies. And then I assume the rest are kind of the same. Just
1: like noir films, we'll never know why people love inbred cannibals.
0: Noirs and inbred cannibals. Somebody should make a, fo- a film noir about an inbred
1: cannibal. All right. So that's it for this week's episode of the Base Video Podcast.
0: And still closed while still doing curbsides, uh, curbside pickups, and still, you know, keeping things. Stats All right. Well,
1: here. The, until next week, my name is Justin Clue, And I'm Mark Hansen. Keep on buying. And keep
0: on renting. What
1: you wanna watch Rick Springfield movies. These movies and many more Are available at your local video store Oh, <laughs> Rick Springfield Just his girl da, 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 da. <laughs>